Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, part of a continuing series with author Paul E. Linebar, and he is the author of Precious Memories of Nancy Linebar, RN, CNM, and All Timers Patient. And uh, and again, it's a it's a lovely memorial to his wife. Uh, all the money uh, from the proceeds of this book uh, go to the All Timers Association, and uh, it's just a uh, it's a very thoughtful book, and it's a, uh, a very thoughtful process of uh, of a man uh, putting his experience with a very difficult um, disease. Uh, and and a loved one uh, out there, so others could uh, could benefit from it, and I think it's just wonderful. Uh, Paul, welcome. Thank you. Well, I, you know, I've asked you this before, but for for those just tuning in, and they haven't seen anything, we would hope that they binge listen to everything that we're doing here. But what is what has changed in your mind since laying it down in the book? And and I know you, you said it was it was helpful in the grieving process. And that, uh, you know, that this certainly helped you there. But did you learn anything uh, different, I mean, since uh, the passing of, of Nancy and since the, uh, since the book was released? Is there anything that, that you've learned that's significant that you could point to and say, you know what, I wish I knew this then or I'm glad I know this now? Uh, yes, Frank, <clears throat> I, I feel like I... Uh, I wish I had learned more about Alzheimer's uh, uh, caregiving uh, helps because uh, there are many that I've discovered now uh, that are available that I didn't know about as I was going through this. Uh, I knew about the Alzheimer's Association, and uh, but I didn't really understand the extent that they have of of. Uh, resources for caregivers and uh, found out that that's very important. Uh, it would be very helpful along the way for people, even a group where where you can uh, contact other caregivers and Alzheimer's Association has set that up so that uh, uh, you can just go on and talk with uh, other caregivers uh, that are caring for Alzheimer's patients or other dementia and and get helps and ideas from them. And I think that that's a very helpful kind of thing. Um, it, it, it broadens it out rather than just your own small group um, that uh, you can you can get help from a wider audience of people, uh, caregivers. And also during the time where uh, where I no longer could go to the Alzheimer's support group meetings, um, that would have given me more access to other caregivers to share information and get ideas and and helpful things. So that's one thing that I that I learned that uh, that uh, I wish I had knowledge of that earlier to take advantage of those helps that are out there. I know it's a hard question because you know I'm I'm almost asking you to judge your own work here. But uh, do you think if you had this book that you wrote and somebody else had written the same exact book uh, when you first found out about Nancy, uh, 
how much would it have helped you? Obviously, it would have helped you tremendously. But uh, it, do you look at it and say, boy, I wish I had this book. I wish I had this uh, th this set of experiences to draw from. Yes. One of the things, Frank, that, that I see that uh, um, <clears throat> as I looked at the overall process and what was going on, and as I named in the in the subtitle of our our book uh, about uh, remembering those good times that God gave us during this 20-year journey with Alzheimer's, uh, that I discovered that uh, as you look back on it, I couldn't have gotten through that process without God's help. I think that was one of the most important things in this whole uh, period of time. Uh, how Nancy relied on God as long as she could remember and 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 pray and read her Bible and and fully depend on Him to get her through this, uh, and for me also, uh, and generally don't find that in some other books that we read, but uh, that was my process and what helped me most. Um, through the process and so that's why i named it that you know the subtitle because it certainly was the the most important thing to me to get through those times where i thought i could not make it i could not function anymore uh, but yet god gave me the strength and and the help that we need the times we needed to to get through the process you know i i think it's it's so helpful when you have a strong sense of faith and you know, and, and I don't mean just for the caregiver, but for the, the patient as well, uh, Frank McKay here with the uh, the author, Paul E. Linebar, and uh, again, uh, everyone should binge listen to everything that we've done here. But I, I think a lot of people that get ill or that are taking care of somebody who's ill that that I've had conversations with, and, and again, I you know certainly try not to, uh, push my beliefs on on others, but you know, usually when when people have nowhere else to go, I I usually say, look, it's it's not too late to start, and it, you know, God is not going to judge somebody and say, wait, wait, where have you been, you know, your whole life, and now all of a sudden, I I think so many people don't realize that, uh, you know, sometimes it takes people, and maybe because it's their own upbringing, and they weren't taught about God, and they weren't taught. Uh, religion or uh, brought up in any um, particular way uh, that they would believe in God. And, you know, when these times happen and you say, well, look, the medicine's not working and this isn't working, what do I do for strength? Uh, and maybe they feel hypocritical g turning to God, but I, I think I, I think you'd agree with me that they certainly shouldn't. You know, there's no there's no judgment coming there. It's, it is, it's not too late to, you know, to find uh, uh, your faith, and and if uh, and if you think, oh well, I'm just turning here because I, I need it. Well, you know, guess what? A lot of people have over the years. I mean, that's why they s said that he found religion. That's a big, uh, you know, that's a, a big note. And maybe somebody was a, you know, even worse, was a sinner all those years, and all of a sudden he found God. He found religion, or she found God, found religion, and uh, and and they're able to uh, turn their life around. I, I mean, I think that's great for society. I don't think anybody should feel guilty. If they're, you know, if they're thinking that they're a Johnny come lately, uh, if you have nowhere else to turn, I mean, turn to God. 
Absolutely. Uh, and there's no shame in that. I mean, we, we just know that uh, we can't do everything in our own strength. And uh, uh, that's that's been the basis of Nancy and I, our faith uh, in Jesus, that uh, he's our Lord and Savior, and that we have to look to him for help. Um, and anybody, anybody can accept that help from Jesus to trust him as their savior and and get the help that he promised it's there in the bible it uh, it's it's there and available uh it's only in situations like this and all kinds of situations where we come to our end of our own self and then reach out to God and say you know I can't do this uh um please help me and God never turns us away you know uh, you, you mentioned people uh, turning to Christ, uh, the story of Christ and the history of Christ, uh, it's filled with people who didn't have any faith whatsoever in God, and, and then they found strength through their rela- their relationship. And we're talking about a uh, you know an in-person relationship um, uh, with, uh, with, with Christ. And he didn't turn his back on Mary Magdalene, who was a you know prostitute, you know, and, and uh, he didn't, you know, uh, you know, he didn't turn his back on, on lepers, you know, who were, uh, you know, obviously um, shunned from society and everything else. I mean, why would anybody think that uh, that God or Christ is not available to them just because they weren't brought up in uh, in, in a particular way? So I, I think it's I think it's very very important. And again, Paul E. Linebar, uh, Precious Memories of Nancy Linebar, uh, R.N. Uh, C.N.M. Uh, an all-timers patient is uh, he is the author of that wonderful book, and uh, Frank McKay here, but much more importantly, binge listen to everything that we've done together. Um, you can find it all over the internet, and uh, if you're just uh, turning us on a little late, don't worry, and and just binge listen. It doesn't have to be in any particular order. But uh, what about that though? I, I mean, even in 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 his life, uh, I mean, Christ didn't turn people away uh, that that were you know, quote-unquote, Johnny-come-latelys or, or people that weren't, um, uh, you know, early coming to the uh, uh, to the belief. I mean, he he was, uh, you know, he was there. He did not turn his back. Um, so, again, why would anybody think that, uh, that they wouldn't be, uh, uh, or God or Christ wouldn't be accepting of, uh, of a newcomer? Yeah, he didn't, he didn't judge them, if you noticed, uh, and uh, he accepted them because they came to him looking for help. And he never turned them away. Uh, and uh, a lot of the uh, uh, scribes and Pharisees would say, you know, uh, look at him. He's, 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 he's there with sinners and, and, and tax collectors and bad people. Um, but that's, that's who he came to save. I mean, so... Uh, he, he's there open all the time for any of us to turn to him to get help. And um, so I agree with you. You're absolutely right. Anybody should feel like they can turn to God and get strength and help from him. Yeah, you know, other than family, that's the one place that that you can turn. And if you think about it, Christ on the cross, and I'm paraphrasing, you know, uh, please, uh, Father, forgive them. They know not, not what they do. He was forgiving the very men that were, were torturing him and throwing and mocking him and, uh, and, and you know, having him suffer a, a, a terrible, unspeakable death. And he's asking for forgiveness, asking God to forgive these people out of doing this. So, again, 
uh, no matter how bad anyone thinks. And, and again, I'm, I certainly don't want to, uh, you know, preach to, to anyone who, who, you know, wants to live their own life and everything. But what I'm saying is that in times like this, and, and uh, you know, Paul knows it, and uh, he had he's had faith his whole life, but uh, at times like this, where uh, where it's you're looking at a dark end, uh, it's got to be very frightening for for folks who have no faith. Um, I mean, where do they turn? I mean, if uh, you know family, of course you could turn to family, and and hopefully you could turn to friends. But if they're not there, or if you're finding that you know you just can't uh, you can't get there without a little more, well, you know what, uh, you know it's uh, it's not too late to pray. And again, you know, not to uh, not to be- belabor the point, but. Uh, uh, how many people have you met over the years, um, and especially if you were planning on doing the missionary work with, with Nancy? And I, I just think that's so wonderful uh, that you were uh, you were heading there. You were uh, you were ready and prepared to dedicate your life to uh, you know building a hospital, right, and building um, building a better uh, experience for Africans and and folks there who uh, who don't have the amenities or have the benefits that we have here and you're ready to go there. I mean, you're putting, you know, you talk about putting your life where your, your, your thoughts are and, and your money where your mouth is. That's certainly the, uh, uh, the case there. But, uh, it, when you started getting into that, uh, how much preparation did you have that you would be talking to people who not, not only don't have any faith, but who, who know probably nothing about what you're talking about? Well, it's, uh, I did have some training at uh, Moody Bible Institute uh, where my college time was spent. So um, I, had, I had some good training there to how to help people and, and deliver God's message to them uh, about the option of salvation. It's, it's not something you push on anybody. It's just you, you present it as an option. Um, here's something that, that we can do to help you. You show it as as Jesus said. You show it through the things that you can do for other people. Uh, it's not just words. You've got to to show it in actions, and uh, and so that's very important. And I think that's the right way to do it. Uh, um, it's just to give them the option. That's the same thing I've done with my book here. Uh, for and as I wrote it, as I say, for family, for myself, but family and friends. Um, but was to show them what can be done by trusting in God to get the help in this kind of bleak situation that you look at to begin with. Um, and, and and just as an option for them to look at and say, you know, this may be something that you might want to try. And, um, and, and this is what, this is what worked for Nancy and for me. You mentioned the the Moody Bible uh, Institute, and if I have that wrong, please correct me. Uh, but when you when you did your studies there, uh, what, what did they teach you about? And again, at that while you did your studies there, I'm sure everyone you you and Nancy were both healthy. Uh, I'm assuming. And uh, but what did they teach you about uh, about sickness and and dying and and ultimately death? Uh, basically the same things that I've been talking about here is that, uh, you know, any of us have got to be prepared. Uh, we're going to die someday on this earth, you know, you know, and, and you got to choose where, where do you want to go? And so they, they were very, very helpful. And, you know, that's a very old institution 
and they've stayed, uh, you know, solid in their faith in Jesus' message of salvation. And so uh, they have missions courses and and uh, and teach how to deal with other people and uh, you know other other religions that you're going to be um, living in a situation like that. So their their training is excellent and and uh, and so that was very helpful to me because I didn't feel like I didn't know what to do. I knew I had a lot of learning to do and uh through the mission board uh, there was helpful things and uh so that background for me did not make me afraid to do it made me very cautious about it but not afraid precious memories of nancy linebar rn cnm and all time is patient is the name of the book please get it you can get it at amazon or anywhere they sell fine books and uh and all of the uh, all the money goes to uh the Alzheimer's Association and, and Paul E. Linebar, uh the loving husband of Nancy Linebar is uh our guest and he's the author of that wonderful wonderful book and, and sentiment. Frank McKay here with Paul E. Linebar. Uh, let me uh let me go back to uh, uh to to what you were learning there. What came first, the idea of doing missionary work or your studies there at the uh, at the Institute? What, was the idea uh, already in your mind about uh, you and Nancy going over to Africa and, and spending some time there, or, or did you um, discover that after attending the Institute? It really, <clears throat> with me, it started way back in junior high school uh, when... Uh, uh, I remember I had uh, a missionary had come to our church and and uh, he was uh, in the, in Africa and he was dealing with the lepers and I was so impressed with that how he could uh, go and deal with these people that had this terrible disease and and had the heart to do that and that that uh, moved me to to say that I wanted to be a missionary or a, a, a minister. And I was the only one in my junior high yearbook that uh, had that as their goal of what they wanted to do. So that carried through with me. And uh, and so uh, that was, and as time went on, and, and as I as I went to to. Uh, college and, and learned more about missions and more about ministry. Uh, that was in my heart to what I eventually like to do. It was not the thing that as, as we got married um, um, that uh, we had set out to do specifically. We just, life started with us and then uh, through a, a church program where this missionary came, this missionary doctor from Africa and uh, and and said what he needed and what the Lord needed down there in Africa. And uh, <clears throat> we prayed about it and we were moved by it and considered, you know, uh, here we were. Nancy was the nurse that they needed, and, and I was the builder that uh, could possibly build a power plant for them. And uh, we felt like God was leading us to do that and felt very comfortable about it. Again, let me remind folks that we got about a minute left. 
with Paul E. Linebar. Paul, you stay with us, uh, and 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 uh, we could have a, a part two on this discussion, hopefully. And and to everyone listening here, please binge listen to everything that we're uh, we're doing and that we're we're talking about here. It's very important, but it's not important that you listen to it in any particular order. Just listen to all of it. But more important than that, uh, get the book. Uh, you'll actually be making a donation to the Alzheimer's Association. And again, the name of the book is Precious Memories of Nancy Linebar, RNCNM, uh, an Alzheimer's patient. Uh, Frank McKay here with the author of that wonderful book, uh, Paul E. Linebar. Uh, uh, Paul, uh, thank you once again, but stay right with us. Uh, anything you'd like to say in the last 30 seconds? Uh, no, I'm I'm fine. Thank you. All right. Well, listen, and thank you. Thank you for all the work that you've done on this subject. It is a frightening um, disease for uh, for folks and an ailment that uh, that people can't uh, uh, wrap their heads around. There's no cure uh, for this, uh, but the more awareness we all bring to it, um, the better off we are for our families and the, the caretakers and, and, of course, the, the patient themselves. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on breaking it down.